Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 451 of the World's Most Dangerous Podcast. This is No Shave November here at the Riverfront, where we discuss the Cincinnati Reds and occasionally Bill Plummer. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me this week, Major League Soccer Commissioner Don Garber. How are you today, Don <laughs> slash Chris Garber? I'm doing, I'm doing all right, Chad. I'm a little... Uh... Under the weather today, but I think we'll we'll make it through. Power I through. Yes, I appreciate you powering through for the sake of our listener. Uh, he <laughs> will appreciate that. Um, so we have sort of a unique topic this week. Before we get into it, let me just say a couple of quick things. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Smash the subscribe button. If you're listening to the audio version, uh, subscribe or follow whatever they say, because why would you not want to listen to me every single week? I mean, it's automatically delivered to your phone. So wherever you find podcasts, where they're Apple, Spotify, Google. And one final thing, this show would not be possible without the support of our Patreon family. We had a Patreon family hangout on Zoom earlier this week watching the World Series. That was a lot of fun. Biggest crowd yet that we've had. So it's getting, uh, we have a good time. So if you want to go a little deeper, help keep this ship afloat and maybe get a couple of rewards in the process, come on over and join us, patreon.com slash riverfrontcency. Chris, and this is usually the part of the show where we dive into the news of the week. For the Reds, the news of the week. Uh, you want to summarize the news of the week? Uh, there is no news. No news is good news. That's what I was always told. They did not lose any games this week. <laughs> they did not lose. They any did games. not lose any players. No one was injured, to my knowledge. Nobody, nobody fell off a boat and hurt their shoulder, did they? <laughs> no. And no. and as a matter of fact, a team did get no hit this week in the playoffs, and it was not the Reds. So yeah. Yeah, they were kind enough to show a clip, though, of the Reds getting no hit. <laughs> Thank you. We needed, to, we needed to relive that. That, that, that is the single most uh, typical on-brand Reds moment ever. All, 15 years, barely even sniffing the playoffs. Didn't get in the playoffs, but never even really close. Finally make the playoffs in 2010, easy for me to say, and game one, get no hit. I mean, that's just on-brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. it was one of those nights where you're all excited, you got your – Got your popcorn, you got a pennant in your hand and a Reds jersey on, and you're ready to go. <laughs> right. you just didn't go. I have my guess is that we probably have a, a podcast from back then in the archives. We need to go find it, I guess. Probably you and I after I want to hear after that game, but we were like, oh, come on. That would be good. You know what would be a good since now we're a video is to like rerun it like you know, the like the old uh, Johnny Carson reruns on Friday night. <laughs> We rerun that show, but like with you and I on camera and listening to it and just wincing at our former selves. Oh, like Mystery Science Theater. Uh, yeah, like right. Edition. We can yeah. talk over it. Like, what the hell are you talking about there, Chad? That made no sense. Oh, yeah. That's great. That, that's yeah. actually a pretty good idea. We may have to do that one of these days. Chris Reed's know, he's going to be good. <laughs> that's right. Just wait till whoever the double A sensation of the week of the time was. Just wait till he gets up here. Oh, man, what a mess. So anyway, there's no news. So we had a, uh, a an interesting idea for a show. Now, Chris and I, a, a couple of times in the past, have just, uh, I, I think maybe maybe they were just for the Patreon or Patreon uh, family. We did some, uh, some podcasts where we just spent an hour just talking about obscure former Reds. Chris, have you seen the, the tweet that goes around every once in a while? Somebody will say, guys can just sit around and, Name athletes and have a blast. <laughs> Talk about some guys. You know, yeah. I Probably when I was about 30, 35, I would get together with people from my high school and we would just say names of people from our school 
and and just have the best time. Like every now and then we we tell a story about one of the people, but sometimes we just say names and just be tickled to death at remembering so and so who was a couple years ahead of us or whatever. Exactly. Remember Jasper Flusman, that guy. I don't know. Uh, is that a real guy in school? Please tell me it is. <laughs> well, what's funny is that there was a guy that nobody knew his name. <laughs> but so that's what we called him. We never found his name. He was always around and he wouldn't talk to anyone. And we didn't say it to his face, we, you know, but <laughs> that was how we referred to him. And for years after, yeah. someone will drop that name into a chat, a group chat, and we'll laugh. That's good. Well, if, if Justin Gabo is out there listening, what's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, mercy. Yes. So the, the concept of our uh, ongoing obscure former Reds uh, shows has just been it's fun to just say these names and, and talk about how we don't remember them or if we do remember them, what we remember about them. And I don't know, for some reason, we have a good time doing that. I can't explain it. So that was my idea. Let's uh, let's just have another obscure former res podcast. But you you tossed me a curveball. You, you put a twist on this. What was your idea? Why don't, why, don't, why don't we have a draft, an obscure former reds draft? And that's as far as I got in terms of rules. Okay. Concept. Well, I have some rules for you. Okay. You ready for the rules? Please. We're gonna I'm ready. We are going to the, the first rule we're going to draft one uh, obscure former red from uh, the eight, eight position players and one starting pitcher, one relief pitcher. So that's 10 players. And the rest of the rules are these no rules. Well, I guess each player has to be an obscure former red, but what who knows what that even means? So we'll argue, we'll debate it, uh, but you know, we don't need any, any stinking rules. Now, I'm, I'm self imposing a pre 2015 limitation just for me, but, but that's not an actual rule. That's a, I agree to it. There we go. Wait, hold right. on. Does, that, does that take, um, shoot. What's the guy's name? The, uh, second place in RBIs per game guy, the catcher that they had a couple years oh. ago. Oh, Ryan LaVarnway. Is yes. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, see, I couldn't remember his name, so he's out. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that eliminates Ryan LaVarnway. Who's a, oh. he is an inner circle, obscure former red hall of famer. No question. Really about is. It. I think that might be it. Like if I can't remember their name, then they definitely are an obscure former red. <laughs> it's going to make it hard to draft them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that, that guy, guy with the pants. <laughs> remember that one guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, um, so that is essentially the, uh, the rules as such as they were. Now, what I'll say is this. I'm going to let you draft first because oh. you're the guest here. And uh, do you want to do a snake draft? Yeah, that's good. Or, good idea. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes keeps it fair. <laughs> we want to be fair above board. Um, as I do have to say this, though, you know, enjoy this, this. But you need to understand, everyone, this is just for fun. Please, please no wagering on the results of this draft. You know, we've done a couple drafts in the past. I think Jason Linden and I did a couple of them uh, years back where, like, um, we would draft players from, you know, certain, I can't remember exactly what we did, but we had certain limitations. We would draft the teams and, uh, you know, the best, I think one of the ideas we had, I'm not sure we ever actually did it, was just best uh, Red who only played for the Reds for one year. You know, we tried to draft a team. And then we actually went and played it on the out-of-the-park baseball that oh. uh, we actually loaded it up and played a seven-game series, which was which was fun. Um, but we're not going to go to that much effort That's here today. Fine. I'm going to add one more rule for myself, and that is that I can only take five guys off the 1982 Reds. Okay, it's fair. It's fair. I'll, I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to abide by that as well. So we're, yeah. this is Calvin the entire roster is obscure former Reds, but that's all I'm going to take from there. <laughs> you could have actually done that. You could have said uh, my first pick, the 1982 Reds, and that would have been it. You would have had the whole roster. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Um, 
I'm going to be uh, trying to keep track of these and right. uh, we'll see uh, what we got. So, and, and, and the other thing is you don't have to go, you pick any, pos any position at any time, you know, you just have to fill up a roster. There's All no right. I'm going to write mine down too. Cause I'll forget. All right. I'm going to try right. to keep track of it on uh, my, the document here. But. My first pick, uh, I think he's going to be a right fielder is the first free agent ever signed by the Cincinnati Reds. Do you know who that is? Or, yes. Um, Mike Vale. Thank you, Mike. I want to say Larry Bittner is who I can point to. I, I, always, get, I, I always get Vale and Bittner. <laughs> Vale and Bittner mixed up, and I actually had to go look it up to make sure that Mike Vale was, in fact, the first free agent. Larry Bittner is the, I believe, the only red with consecutive eyes in his name. Well, I, I was wondering how you spelled Mike Vale because I wasn't sure if he also had uh, Vail. <laughs> V-A-I-L. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, Larry Bittner, consecutive eyes. That's rare. That's, that's, a, that's a rare skill. You don't see that very often. So, wow, Mike Vale already uh, with number one overall pick in the obscure former Reds draft. Coming in hot here, uh, Garber. Um, gosh, now what do I do? Where do I go now? He's taking, he took my guy. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to go with a relief pitcher to start. And that's kind of a, I don't know, questionable choice to go first round for a pitcher. But I'm going to go Tim Fortunio <laughs> as my relief pitcher. All right. You know what Tim that does? Fortunio. That just leaves John Kutlangas out there. Oh, oh no. I can't pick Kutlangas now. Oh, maybe I'll figure out some way to – did he start a single game? No, not for the Reds. Oh, well. John Kutlangas, my literally, my favorite day in the history of the garbage website named Twitter was the day John Kutlangas followed me. I mean, it was just – it was just – a single tear rolled down my cheek. I've arrived. <laughs> so, Tim – do you remember Tim Fortunio? Uh, I believe he was acquired from the Oakland Athletics. Is that right? Uh, was that Tim Burtz's or Tim Fortunio? I thought both. Why not both? I don't know, Why but um, I don't, that's all I know about him. I don't remember what happened to him after that. Let me see. He, you know, he played for the Reds in 1994, uh, and he uh, pitched in 25 games, 4.2 ERA. Uh, actually, that was the best of his three years in the big leagues. Let's see how he arrived at the Reds. Um, drafted by the A's. My goodness, he played for every single team. Oh, my. Oakland A's, Cleveland Indians, Seattle Mariners, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, Milwaukee Brewers, California Angels, um, Montreal Expos, back to the Seattle Mariners, released by the Mariners and signed as a free agent by the Reds. Looks like at the end of spring training, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you're right, April 6th. And then uh, left the, the Reds waved him and he went to the White Sox. Wow. Tim Fortunio. That's it. That's and, a guy. And, and I got to say this. If you go to Baseball Reference and look up Tim Fortunio, not exactly Inner Circle Hall of Fame uh, headshot <laughs> for Tim Fortunio. That's all I'm going to say. It is not. So. <laughs> all right, so we're doing a snake draft, so I get an, another pick here. Wow, this is amazing. Uh, do I go ahead and fill out my entire starting rotation? Is there someone I don't want you to take? Um, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, boy. I'm going to pick a left fielder. And actually, this guy actually qualifies in left field, center field, and right field. But I'm going to take him in left field. No, I'm taking him in right field. I just, I, I, I just made one of my patented, unpredictable changes of heart. Quentin McCracken. 
Garber, can I have Quentin McCracken? He is obscure. He is. Um, Quentin McCracken, uh, nickname was Phil, I think. I'm not sure that's actually accurate. That is not. not no, accurate. not accurate. Um, I, I remember literally nothing about Quentin McCracken other than the uh, uh, sort of, they're not really even, uh, uh, I don't know, not even really off color, but sort of off color jokes about his name. Quentin McCracken uh, looks like he has, uh, he looks like he has, uh, what's uh, Spock, what's uh, the, the Star Trek dude? Those, those Leonard Nimoy? Literally, well, not Leonard Nimoy, but the character he played, those ears that he has on uh, the Star Trek show, that's what Quentin, Quentin McCracken's picture looks like on Baseball Reference. Wow. Those are the pointiest ears I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> Something's wrong with that. Now, he had a long career. He debuted at age 24, and he didn't arrive at Cincinnati until he was 35, and he was uh, uh, not good. Yeah, he was a real player. I mean, he was like a real guy on other teams. But uh, as, a, as a former Red, very obscure. Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he had some good years, uh, Colorado and, and, and Tampa. And, but, yeah, for the Reds, it's uh, does he qualify as an obscure former Red? I think so. I agree. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a closer. He wasn't a closer for the Reds, but I'm going to put him in the closing spot. And I will bet you $430 that you cannot guess from the clue I'm going to give you. This man was number four in wins above replacement on the 1987 Cincinnati Reds, which was a good team. Um, Rob Murphy. Not obscure. Not obscure. Guy Hoffman. Obscure, but not the right answer. The right answer is Frank Williams. Frank Williams? Frank Williams threw 105 innings at a 2.30 ERA. He uh, went 4-0 and with two saves. And he is now going to be promoted to closer on my team of obscure former Reds. Is he too good to be obscure? That's pretty good. Did you remember him? <laughs> I remember him now that you mentioned his name. Could, you, no, could you pick him out of a lineup? Um, I, if you look at his picture, I think he looks – if there was going to be a lineup of dudes, like with Frank Williams in the middle, one of the other guys would be Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Frank Williams. Wow. Yeah. Good call. All right. Now I'm going to go really obscure. This guy was on the 2012 Reds, and he played in. He had ten at bats, and that's the only time he ever played in the major leagues. But he had a 1064 OPS in his career. What position are we talking? Uh, he is going to play pinch hitter, pinch runner. <laughs> uh, looks like he's playing center field. Okay, and his name is Dennis Phipps. Oh, Dennis with one S. Or Dennis one with N, one I mean. N. Phipps. Yeah. Dennis with one N. Phipps with three P's. <laughs> Denny is what I always called him. I did too. Or Dennis. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever read that book, uh, uh, Inherent Vice, or see the movie? Uh, neither. But it, literally, that book has been on my nightstand longer than any book in my. <laughs> it's still on my nightstand. It stays there. I'm going to read it. I enjoyed the book a lot, but there's a character in that named Dennis with a one N. But I was never sure if his name was Dennis or Denise or Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. 
All right. Well, that's pretty, that's a pretty good call there. Um, so we each have, uh, no, you, you have two, three players. I have two. So now where am I going to go? I think I'm going to go back, go to the infield now. And so, uh, infield, I, I'm going to go third base here. I'm going to go third base. And this guy, uh, is a guy we, we joked a moment ago about, uh, which double-A guy were we excited about you know, way back then? Well, here, here's that guy for the Reds. He played for the Reds in 2013, 13 and 2014. He had a total of uh, 44 plate appearances and an 071 batting average. But I, he's one guy that I thought was absolutely going to be a guy. And so I'm putting him at third base. It's Neftali Soto. <laughs> Remember Neftali Soto? I thought that guy was going to be good. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he he's obscure. He had like I need to look it up here. Um, give me give me one moment to look that up. I'm going to vamp for a moment while I'm looking it up. Uh, he had like a good year in the minors or something. He had a lot of home runs, and it convinced me that he was going to be okay. Let's see. Yeah, in uh, 2011, at age 22, in Double A AA and Triple A, uh, 31 homers, 80 RBIs, 909 OPS. That guy looked like a slugger. Looked like he was really a hitter. Then. You know, he was pretty good his entire minor league career and came to the major leagues, flamed out with the Reds, and literally never got another chance. Uh, he is still playing. Playing what? Professional baseball. Oh. He's playing professional baseball for Yokohama. He's been in Japan for the last uh, four years and looks like he's been okay. Better than okay. He's been pretty good in Japan. So good for Neftali Soto. Good for him. Yeah. Getting it done. Getting it done. So that's my uh, that's my third baseman now. So I, it's my pick again because, again, we're doing the snake draft so that we can uh, keep it fair. I'm going to go with catcher here. Now, catcher is it's probably a bad idea in a draft like this to select catcher early on because there are no uh, – <laughs> there's no shortage of there great, obscure former catchers. I mean, there's just amazing. So the guy I'm going to go for, let's see if you can uh, pick this name out of a hat. He played for the Cincinnati Reds in uh, uh, 1986 and then a portion of 1987 before he was, let's see, was he traded? Was he released? What happened here? Let me see. Um, scroll down. He was released uh, by the Reds. So, But uh, portions of two years, catcher for the Reds, and here's my hint that I'll give you, and this is probably going to give it away. Uh, he uh, attended college, played his college ball at, Suffolk County Community College in Brentwood, New York. Does that help you at all? No. Suffolk <laughs> County. That doesn't get, oh. give it away for me. Catcher from 1987. Do you want to take a stab at it? Uh, I should know this because I actually played the 1987 team in Out of the Park Baseball. But um, is it Terry McGriff? It is not Terry McGriff. Terry McGriff is, of course, on was on my list of potential selections. It is the immortal, the legendary, the man, the myth, the legend, Sal Butera. Sal Butera. Now, doesn't his his kid play in the majors and was like equally obscure? Drew Butera. uh, Equally obscure? Yeah, probably. Um, Is that his son? It is his son. um, And, you know, he actually just uh, retired after this year. He played till age 37. For those with a guys. bunch of different teams, and he was never. Oh my goodness! Uh, his he played twelve years, portions of twelve years in the majors. 
and never played very much. He was a backup pitcher the whole time. But his OPS plus for his career, 48. <laughs> Catch and throw, guy. <laughs> Catch and throw, guy. Pitchers love working with him. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, to be a backup catcher. So, um, uh, was that my sec- that was my second pick uh, of this round. We're in the third round, I think. I- I've completely lost track. I'm not tracking it the way I should. You be have uh, you have four players, and I have four, three players. So you get two picks now. All right, I'm going to take uh, starting pitcher Jerry Royce. Jerry Royce. Yes, Jerry Royce. He he may not be completely an obscure ma- former major leaguer, but I believe he's an obscure former Red. It's kind of like what we were talking about a, a moment ago with whoever we were talking about, Quentin McCracken, but even more so. He was a pretty good pitcher for the, the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I think so. Jerry Royce was a uh, the Dodgers and the Pirates and the Astros and the Cardinals. He had a long career. He even played a few more years after he was on the Reds. He was on the 87 Reds for like half the year, and then they traded him. No, wait a minute. He was on, he was on three teams in 1987. He started on the Dodgers – was traded to the Reds, and then I think the Reds released him, and the Angels picked him up. So he was age 38 and didn't do a whole heck of a lot. But I, I do remember him being on uh, on the Reds. Yeah, he was signed on April 18th and released on June 14th. So he didn't even play two months as a Red. But Was he good for the Reds? Uh, no, he was not, as most people who get cut after two months are. Uh, Jerry had a 7.79 ERA, went 0-5 in seven starts. Yes! Randy Watson! <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. He may not have been as bad as it looked, but <laughs> Jerry Royce. Jerry Royce, that's a good one. That kind of brings up a question here. So, obscure former Reds. The definition is, because you're talking about a guy that had a pretty long career and had some decent years. But it's clearly an obscure Red. Most Reds fans, even of that uh, generation, won't remember him. Um, but can I go with, for example, two pitchers who pitched for the uh, 1995 Reds? Actually, one pitched in spring training for the 1995 Reds and didn't make the team. But another one picked, uh, pitched a few games in August. Jack Morris. MLB Hall of Famer Jack Morris. Or for, former Cy Young winner Frank Viola. I remember Frank Viola as an obscure former Red for sure. Yeah, but he was a, he was a good pitcher, won a Cy Young award. So, so, um, so my next pick, Chad, I, this is going to push the boundaries of obscure former Reds because this guy was very good as a Red. He was he has played in a major league All Star game. He's led the National League in hits before. He's finished in the top fifteen in MVP voting. But I never remember that he was a Red, and I really remember his wife more than him. So you tell me. Is Rich Aurelia an obscure former Red? Yeah, we may have to take this one to the committee because I'm not sure he's obscure enough. Okay. <laughs> to the committee. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, All right. Pro- yeah, probably. And he was only I mean, here a very short period of time. He played two seasons. They were both pretty good. Um, You know, didn't play – he was hurt a lot when he was here, but – uh I don't know. I, I just, uh, I remember his, what I remember about Rich Aurelia was that his wife was a singer and the Reds came out with an, like some sort of CD around that time. And uh, Rich Aurelia's wife 
sang a song called, I believe, Heart of a Hero, which I think was inspired by her husband. Oh, I hope they're still together. That's a, that's bold. Uh, I'm going to allow it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to appeal this one to the committee. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to concede this one. Uh, All right. I'm going to play him at third base. Oh, third base. Okay. So I see, I put him. I think that's where he played. Yeah. I put him at shortstop here on our list for you. Cause I was, uh, I was, you know, trying to think ahead and turns out, yeah, he can play third base. Absolutely. So our third base has been covered. Now you have Rich Aurelia. And I have Neftali Soto. I just want to talk about the positions that you and I both have someone. Um, so Neftali Soto clearly wins there. Uh, relief pitcher, Frank, you have Frank Williams. I have Tim Fortunio. Hmm. May have to leave this one to the to the voters. Um, and at in center field, you have Dennis or Dennis Phipps. <laughs> big big Dennis Phipps. Big D, big D energy. <laughs> oh, huge Dennis Phipps. And I have Quentin McCracken. Dennis and McCracken. Uh, I'm I, no. Um, so I don't know. We're gonna put, we'll put a, have to, we have to put a poll up, I guess, on Twitter to see who won this draft poll. afterwards. So uh, he said, he said, he said, poll. Okay, so now um, it's it's my choice. You've taken two, right? You took. Um, mm-hmm. You're up. Who'd you? Take? Oh, you took Jerry Royce and Richard Aurelius. So now I'm back up, mm-hmm. and so now I have a choice to make here. Uh, the, the only positions where no one's been selected are first base, second base, and left field. So I'm just uh, randomly going to take one of those three. Uh, and I'm going to go first base. And my first baseman is a guy that, uh, I don't you know, I, when he came to the Reds, I convinced myself he was going to be okay. And uh, I was wrong. But I've convinced myself of many things with this team because there's no way to watch this uh, franchise without trying to convince yourself of something. Oh. And Can I get to it? Is please do yes. Is this uh, former Chicago Cub Leon Durham? <laughs> it is not former Chicago Cub Leon Durham. Yeah. That described him pretty well. <laughs> but you know what? If I had thought that Leon Durham was going to be good for the Reds, I probably that's justified a little bit because he was actually good at one point for the uh, for the Cubs. No, of course uh, I'm going for the, the second guy you're going to guess, which is former Tampa Bay uh, Devil Ray at the time. Jorge Cantu. <laughs> you remember Jorge Cantu or Jorge Cantu? I don't know how you pronounce it. I, that, that was a guy, that was one of those, uh, that was in that era when like the stats guys had their favorites, like Jack Cust and, right, and Jorge yes. Cantu. And uh, they didn't really hit like they were supposed to. <laughs> right. Roberto Pettigini. Roberto, oh man, that was actually on my short list for first base, Roberto <laughs> Pettigini. With a size 58 pants. You remember that guy? I know that was Calvin Pickering, maybe. Calvin Pickering, yeah. I think <laughs> Pettigini was a red for a short time, though, too, right? No, he was, but I don't think he's the one that had the big uh, big waistline. Big drawers. The big, the big drawers. If you look at Jorge Cantu, he came up at age 22 with Tampa and was pretty good in his first couple of years. And the Reds got him, so I thought I convinced myself he's going to be okay. And he actually was okay for the Reds. He, he only played 27 games, but uh, 298 average. 382 on base, 491 slugging. But yeah, he just bounced around for a few years after that. It was never anything. But I really thought he's 25. It's this 2007, first of all. So we need somebody in 2007. And uh, I don't know, Jorge Cantu. Also, um, let me think how to say this is this is indelicate, and this is going to get me canceled. So maybe I should not say it. But the the only literally the only thing I remember about Jorge Cantu 
besides that I thought he was going to be a good player. I don't know if I should say it or not. He was, uh, he wasn't handsome. <laughs> there, there's a picture of Jorge Cantu from his stint on the Padres where he has some really strange facial hair choices going on. So folks, if you're interested, look that up. Yeah. Unfortunate, unfortunate choices. So I'm going with him at first base. All right. Jorge Cantu. So now, uh, where do I go next? Uh, I think I'm going to go to the, the pitching, the starting pitching rotation. Although I say rotation, but it's only uh, only one guy. And uh, for my starting pitcher, there, there are two guys that I really like here. And it's going to be a last-second decision. Oh, who do I take? Uh, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do it. The lefty, Phil Dumatre. <laughs> Phil Dumatre. <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend again. You, you remember this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, came up with the Reds in uh, 2007. He uh, <laughs> was actually drafted by the Red Sox and was a fairly well-regarded prospect. Came over to the Reds, debuted at age 25 in 2007, went uh, 0-4 with an ERA of 15 in six <laughs> starts. So then uh, they went to the Pirates, and that was that was basically it. But That'll do. Uh, I, I was... I hesitate to tell you who I was choosing against because I don't want to let you let you pick this other guy because he's classic. Well, if he's a, I'm booked up on pitchers, so oh, that's right. You already picked your pitcher, so um, so I was trying to decide between Phil Dumatre and Kiva Sampson. That's a good choice. Yeah, Kiva Sampson, yeah, good yeah, choice. I'm most of more recent guys. I need to go back into the uh, into the archives uh, for my next choices. I think, but yeah, but I think you're up. I'm up, and as you said, behind the plate, there are no uh, shortage of choices, but I'm going to go with uh, a, a favorite of mine from way back, uh, behind the plate, Dave Van Gorder. Thank you, Dave Van Gorder. Classic. Dave Van Gorder played parts of four seasons with the Cincinnati Reds and managed to hit 211 in 399 at-bats. Those were. How did that guy stick around so long? I don't know. I mean, I guess he was the backup to Bo Diaz, I think, is is how it worked. And he got to play a decent amount because Bo Diaz's knees were in not good shape. All right. Here's an idea that I've got. Can, can, before, yeah. you, before you move on. Sure. Here's an idea that I have. Uh, the sequel to The Big 50 should be The Big 50 Part 2, Reds Catchers from the 1980s. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Alex Trevino. Dan uh-huh. Little Joe. Nicely. Oh, Alan Nicely. Oh, yeah. Joe Nolan. <laughs> Sal Butera. The aforementioned Sal Butera. Jo- Johnny Bench. Uh, wait a minute. What? Mm. That's third That's third base. Red's third baseman of the uh, Wayne Chicken <laughs> era. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. At first base, I'm going to go with the man who needs no introduction. The first baseman on the 1993 Reds for the first half of the season, Randy Milligan. Milligan. Randy Milligan, <laughs> Randy Randy Milligan the, the former Met. Former a lot of things, yes. Number three overall pick in the draft in 1981. Met, a pirate, uh, Oriole. The Reds ended up trading him to the Indians for Thomas Howard, who went a uh, a Southwest Ohio native who ended up playing pretty well for the Reds in the 94-95 season. So it was, Randy was 
uh, good trade for another semi-obscure red in his own right. What I remember about Randy Milligan, and to me this is the only thing that's fun about these dumb, obscure former red shows that we do, but uh, is, or what do you remember? And well, only they literally, if you said his name, I was here's what I would have remembered. Back when I was big time into collecting baseball cards, he had a <laughs> uh, like a, a it wasn't a rated rookie because it was it was score. The brand was the score those cards when the score had. I don't know. If, I don't know if they still make cards, but um, and he was like one of the rookie sensations or something like that. Thought, oh, this guy's gonna be good, and I bet I had thirty of those Randy Milligan cards. <laughs> I'm looking at the card right now. It looks like he's like finishing up a golf swing, kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it in years, but I can still see it in my head. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw um, a, a Randy Milligan jersey at the very first Reds Fest when they had the the surplus of game-worn rack, which they were just selling for like 50 bucks. Right. You could get a Randy Milligan or a, a Brian Hunter size 54 jersey. Oh, those were the days. Are you going to Reds Fest this year? Uh, no. Not going. No. Mm -mm. No. I'll be at the Bengals game that Sunday and will not go down a day early to go to Reds Fest. <laughs> that says plenty. Uh, enjoy, folks who go. Enjoy it. I was at the, the last time I went to Reds Fest, we were there together. That That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, all right. So now it's my choice again. So what we have here are uh, there are no second basemen have been chosen, no left fielders have been chosen. Um, and I still have to pick a right fielder. So. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go with right field here. And in right field, so many choices. So many choices. You know who I think I'm going to go with? This is a guy. I've, I've had too many uh, current, not current, but more recent players. I'm going to go to one that played for the Reds back in uh, 1989. And, and then uh, part uh, played 30 games for the 1990 World Champion Reds. And that is one of the greatest names in Reds history, Rolando Rooms. Excellent choice. Excellent. I mean, he is, the to me, the, the quintessential obscure former Red for a, for those of us of a certain vintage. Rolando Rooms, uh, full name, Rolando Audley Rooms, by the way. They always um, booed uh, that guy. I never understood why. Yeah, really, I didn't understand that either. Um, he was the next Eric Davis. That's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, he was, and, he and was his, the first Arcides Aquino. <laughs> <laughs> really and his rookie year he played 107 games and you know his ops plus was 100 that's not bad although he was a 27 year old rookie so i don't know why i thought he was going to be okay probably just because his name was so cool and he was jamaican and i just thought he was the coolest guy ever but um rolando rooms all right now so what we have uh is each of us have two selections remaining wait who, we, no we have three I, I think we only have two outfielders each oh you're right. We actually have three selections each. We have second baseman, shortstop, and left field. We've not picked any of those positions. This is out of control. We need Adam Silver coming. I wish I had thought to put that uh, the little uh, little chime or whatever it is, that noise that comes up when someone's uh, pick is in on the NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doo -doo, whatever that is, you know. Uh, that's not what I just said. It's not what it sounds like. So I'm going to go with um, – I think I'm going to have to go with shortstop. And I think I might need a ruling on this one. I think this is an obscure former red. I, the, the two that I'm choosing between, I think they're both obscure former reds. Um, but both played a little bit. So I'm going to ask for your ruling. I'm going to go with Jeff Keppinger. I'll allow it. Jeff Keppinger, uh, who, you know, actually was not a bad hitter and had a, what, a 10-year big league career or something like that. 
uh, and had some good years with the Houston Astros, uh, as I recall. And for, but for Cincinnati, played in that 2007, 2008, and uh, you know his batting average since say 289, 342 on base, not bad, not bad. No, effective but, player, but still obscure. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the. Uh, the there's some point where you're too, so effective that you're not obscure. Like you know, Ron Gant only played for the Reds for one year, but he's not an obscure former Red. So there's some point where you're, you know, and, and I don't know, Rich Aurelia may be the cutoff line. I don't know, but uh, so uh, that's the reason I gave you Aurelia is because I was thinking I, about you're uh, waiting for yeah, <laughs> cash it in here with Keppinger. That's fair. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell you yet because I don't want you to pick him. I'll tell you who my other guy was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you've got another pick here. Oh, your other, your other shortstop. Another shortstop I was choosing between. Yeah. So, all right. Now you have two picks. No, I think you do, don't you? I just took rooms and kept it. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right. My last outfielder, I'm going to take. <laughs> I just love this guy's name so much. <laughs> Mike Lum. L U M. Oh, amazing. From Born in Hawaii, attended Brigham Young University, L-U-M, Lum, from the 1976 through 78 Cincinnati Reds, where he was mostly a pinch hitter and backup outfielder. Lum. Now, we were talking earlier about uh, high school and naming names, and so uh, you literally just reminded me of a, an anecdote that's not funny to anyone but me and my buddies. But uh, Mike Lum narrowly missed out on something because he has seven letters in his name. There was a guy at our high school named Ben Cox. And one of my buddies, he, Ben Cox would walk down the hallway. One of my buddies would go, hey, uh, there's Ben Cox of the immortal six-letter name people. <laughs> I don't know what it meant. But we thought it was hilarious. The six-letter name good. people. So anytime I see someone with six letters in their first and last names, I am reminded of, and I hope Ben Cox is doing well. Uh, I lost touch with him. <laughs> I hope he's okay. I hope he's fine. I hope he's got a son named Al. <laughs> Al. Oh, my goodness. Al Cox. What about Dennis? Maybe he named his son Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Cox. No, no. All right, you have another pick. All right, I'm going to go with my original. The first time I knew what an obscure former Red was when I was a kid. Uh, at first, I heard this guy's name, and I thought he was good, and then I realized he was just a guy. Junior Kennedy at second base. Junior Kennedy. You're going deep cuts back in the 80s. I love it. Uh, that's another guy that I thought was going to be, uh, probably just because of his name, but I thought, I thought that guy was going to be good. Yeah, you know, you thought he was going to be good, but the thing was, he was like 28 at the time you first heard of him. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the, the Chris Sabo corollary or whatever. The Chris Sabo maxim. When they show up late, they may be okay for a little while, but probably not. Uh, although uh, Chris Sabo was good, but. He's not an obscure forward. Okay, Mike Lum. That is a that that is definitely or uh, excuse me, Junior Mike Lum and Junior Kennedy back to back. That those are some deep cuts, and I, I salute you, sir. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right, so now uh, it's up to me. I have two picks, and all I have left are second base and left field. So second base and left field. Uh, so let's just it doesn't matter. Second base. I'm going to go with Cesar is Torres. Cesar is Torres. You remember this guy? Yeah, that was actually who I was going to take at shortstop. <laughs> oh, I'm putting him at second base. I'm not base. even sure he's eligible. But I, I, yeah, like, you know, I just remember, like, my, 
My only memory of Cesarius Torres is him like putting down a tag on a guy trying to stretch a double. I don't know why. Like that's the image I have of him. <laughs> not fielding a ground ball, definitely not batting, but like just putting a tag down. Isn't that the quintessential definition of an obscure former red? Just some one random memory. Just completely random. I don't even remember that. I just remember his the, his name. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, and he was really, really bad in 2013 uh, for the Reds. Uh, never played again after his 63-game uh, stint with the Cincinnati Reds where he hit yeah, 209. That happened a few times. It did happen a few times during that era, no question about it. All right, so I only have one, one uh, position left, and that is left field. Uh, and so at left field, I'm going to take, and this is maybe a controversial choice, but I'm going to try, see if I can get away with it. I'll have to go to the judges on this maybe. I'm going to take Mike Lum. <laughs> it's not, that's not can I have Mike Lum? You cannot have Mike Lum. Mike Lum is what? spoken. Mike Lum is what? spoken for. You have to take okay. Roger Bernardina. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> I think I should be able to take Mike Lum, and I'm going to play the rest of this draft under protest. I understand. We'll I, I'm I going understand. to appeal. Okay, well. If if you're going to, uh, I don't know, use rules on, I thought we had unfair. Rules, but, um, yeah, really. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that played for the Reds in 1997, a left fielder, and um, perhaps the best Aussie that ever played for the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Do you remember anyone for the Reds that was ever named Aussie? Uh, I, I, I know a couple Aussies. I don't sure. I'm not sure. I remember this guy playing on the Reds though. It's not Ozzy Canseco. No, I it didn't know. Ozzy Timmons. I did not remember Ozzy Timmons playing on the Cincinnati Reds. So that I've learned something tonight. There you go. You have some knowledge that you needed. Ozzy Timmons had nine plate appearances for the 1997 Reds. He hit 333, you know, a three for nine with a double. I'm not sure exactly why uh, they uh, parted ways with Ozzie Timmons, but Ozzie Timmons played for the Cubs, the Reds, the Mariners, and the Diamondbacks in a total of parts of five seasons in the big leagues. Only 186 total games. But Ozzie Timmons, I think, is uh, obscure former Red, not because anyone remembers. We don't have that one memory of him. I don't remember him being a Red. <laughs> but because, you know, you look at him and you're like, oh, cool, we had an Ozzie. You got him Ozzie. We got signed Ozzie this year. <laughs> we signed Not, Not that. No, not that guy. No, wrong guys. All right, so I still need a shortstop, right? That's the only position still on the board. And you've taken Cesar as Turris, so what's the closest thing to Cesar as Turris? I think it's Wilson Valdez. Wilson Valdez was never a Red, so I'm he, going to have to appeal to Absolutely, him. absolutely was an obscure former Red. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. I, again. You think he, yeah, he's probably, he's in the Reds Hall of Fame, I think. He's next to Ron Oster. <laughs> and 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 the place they have a place reserved for Cal Farmer. Uh, that's that's where Wilson Valdez is. That's who I should have taken as obscure former Red shortstop, Kyle Farmer. <laughs> you really should have. You really should have. All right. Well, let's uh, let's that's the draft. Let's go down through this, and then uh, I'll put up a poll if I remember to do it because I probably won't. But if I remember to do it, I'll put up a poll on our Twitter account. Who won the draft? Garber's ridiculous team or mine? <laughs> so here's the team: starting pitchers. Garber has Jerry Royce. I have the uh, legendary Phil Dumatre. <laughs> Relief pitcher, Garber has Frank Williams. I have Tim Fortunio. Catcher, Garber, strong choice. I got to concede. Dave Van Gorder, that's a good one. I took Sal Butera. First base, uh, Chris has Randy Milligan. I have Jorge Cantu. 
Second base, Chris S. Junior Kennedy. I have Cesar Isturis. Third base, Chris has Rich Aurelia stretching the uh, boundaries of obscure former res, but we'll allow it. I took Neftali Soto, clear win for me there. Um, shortstop Wilson Valdez, who probably never actually played for the Reds. I have Jeff Keppinger. Left field, Chris has Mike Lum. I took Ozzie Timmons, but I got to say, Mike Lum is a strong selection. Center field, Chris has Dennis Phipps. And I have, I have Phil McCracken. Uh, right field, Chris took Mike Vale, and I took Rolando Rooms. So I, my my outfield's really the strength of my team. I got to be honest. <laughs> uh, Chris, I got to tell you something. Um, uh, Wilson Valdez, I, I have one 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 comment for you. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. Wilson Valdez was a bad choice. Can't believe you went there. All right. Um, no time. I'm sorry. That we, I know we had a couple of viewer mail questions. We're going to have to get out of here. Um, they'll, they'll, keep, they'll keep for next week. They'll keep for next week. And Chris, this was fun, man. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening, supporting the Riverfront. Again, remember to subscribe to the show, either on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Riverfront Cincy. Again, at Riverfront Cincy. And then finally, big thank you again to our supporters at patreon.com slash Riverfront Cincy. For Nate Dotson and Mike Lum. No, wait a minute. Nate Dotson's not here. That's Chris Garber. For Chris Garber and Mike Lum, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone.